Hello, I'm Darian St. Martin, and I'm your host at World Speaks English podcast, where we discuss all things English, and in particular, the most effective IELTS tips provided by me, an experienced IELTS trainer, and the testtaker.com website, where you can find more materials for each of our audio lessons. You're listening to a series of podcasts about IELTS speaking. Today's topic is environment, and we will be reviewing sample answers to typical questions you might get at your test, as well as some key vocabulary you must know for the topic. Let's begin with the first part of the IELTS speaking section. The examiner will now ask you some relatively easy questions. The first one might be, which country are you from? And you might answer, I'm from Russia. This is the largest country on earth and therefore in itself is a true marvel because it unites eight time zones, dozens of nationalities, extremely beautiful and diverse nature. The next question might be, where is this country located? And you or I might say that Russia is situated in the north of Eurasian continent and stretches from Europe to Canada. The next question is, which part of the country do most people live in? Well, the majority of people prefer to move to the capital, Moscow, where more than 14 million people reside. And the second city is St. Petersburg, that is so beautiful it has attracted 8 million people of residence. Next question is, what are the main industries in your country? And you might say, the traditional industry that the whole economy is dependent on is oil and gas mining. The balance of trade of the country largely consists of the exports proceeds from selling oil all over the world. Next question is, what your city is famous for? Well, I currently live in St. Petersburg, the city of stunning architecture, long history and extremely beautiful sceneries. It is a destination of dreams for thousands of people from all over the world and Russian remote regions specifically. What kind of weather do you dislike? I think it's the long rainy days. I do enjoy a slight rain every now and then, but definitely not when it pours for days without any sun. Would you prefer to live in a hot or cold country? And I might answer... Russia is huge. There are many climate zones, ranging from very hot to extremely cold ones. I had lived the majority of my life in Crimea, one of the hottest regions, so I think I need warmth more. And the last question, what is the best or worst weather for traveling in? I think rain is not the weather I'd like to find myself in when I'm traveling. Everything gets wet too quickly and it is difficult to carry an umbrella together with suitcases. However, both hot and cold days make travel less enjoyable as well. Now we move to the second part of the IELTS speaking test. And here you will get a cue card with a question and then more questions as a breakdown. The question here for today is describe an environmental problem that has occurred in your country. You should say the cause of the problem, what effect it has had on your country, the steps, if any, that have been taken to solve this, 
and explain why you think this problem is so important to solve. You can take a minute or so to prepare your answer and this is what I have come up with. If there is one widespread environmental problem that is detrimental not only for Russia but also for the whole world, that is sadly the excessive pollution of the country by domestic and industrial waste. Unfortunately, the most obvious reason for the pollution is irresponsibility of both citizens who do not care about reducing the garbage they produce and the government who is extremely slow in developing ways of waste recycling. The poor waste management is a huge problem in itself, but it naturally creates a chain of issues across industry, eventually contaminating the essence of our daily life. When there is nothing done to prevent and then eliminate the trouble, it affects the air humans breathe, the food they consume, the environment they come into contact with every day. Even though there are no working complex solutions from the state to reduce refuse from industries and recycle domestic waste, some tiny innovative startups try to tackle the problem by providing solutions in waste collection, sorting and even converting it to secondary materials. This is imperative for sound development of any nation that values clean resources and environment they live in. Now we move on to the third part. In this part, the examiner will ask you some questions that are kind of a follow-up for the parts two and one. In this part, you are expected to speak at length, to provide more lengthy answers and to develop your ideas. So the first question in the third part might be, Do you think it is the responsibility of governments alone to protect the environment? And you might answer, definitely no, because it is everyone's responsibility to do what is possible to reduce the burden of human activity on the environment. Sure, the government has the power to enact laws and craft policies, but the state machine is much slower compared to the development of projects born in corporations and startups. However, not only the corporate and governmental entities should be held accountable, every citizen must be responsible for their own actions regarding waste accumulation and disposal. Next question here. What measures can individuals take to protect the environment? There are a lot of ways one can choose from when working for the good of nature. First, everyone should turn off electric appliances when they're not in use. Or... Everyone should recycle and segregate biodegradable and non-biodegradable waste, or better yet, stop creating trash by avoiding disposable products. Everyone should also minimize one's water and electricity consumption and use a fuel-efficient car or better take a walk or ride a bicycle if the distance is not too large. These are just small things that we can do to change our lifestyles. Imagine millions of other people doing the same thing it can gradually make a difference. And a last question here. Do you think large companies and business organizations should be more environmentally friendly and why? And you might say, development is good. Sometimes it is a necessity to survive in today's world. Businesses need profit, but they should not do this at the expense of the environment. 
Sustainable development is the key. The needs of present have to be met without compromising the ability of future generations to sustain healthy and happy life on this planet. One of the key initiatives of any industrial company should be to struggle against uncontrollable depletion of resources. And this was the end of the part three questions that you might hear on the topic of environment. Now let's proceed to some key vocabulary. Here I'm going to mention some words that are beneficial to use when talking about environment. And I'll mention a couple of examples for them so that you can also write them down and use them in your own practice. Some verbs to remember is first, of course, to recycle, meaning to use objects or materials again after processing by converting waste into reusable material. So one example of a sentence might be, it is possible to recycle cardboard into lower grade materials such as paper. Another verb is to contaminate, meaning to make something poisonous as a result of adding waste or chemical, or to endanger, meaning to put someone or something at risk or in danger. For instance, it is a criminal offense to endanger the lives of public by allowing the introduction of a contaminant into the mains supply. Some of the collocations with the noun pollution might be air pollution, soil pollution or water pollution. And here we are talking about the presence of harmful materials in water, soil or air. And you can see examples for these collocations as well as many others that we are going to discuss today at the testtakers.com website where you can download the free PDF where all the examples are mentioned and where the transcript for this lesson is. And we will just proceed with mentioning the words, verbs and nouns and their definitions. So a conservation is something that you can also use when talking about the environment. And this is the protection of a natural resource, usually by plant management to prevent its depletion or destruction. You can also mention toxic waste, which is waste products that are hazardous to the environment, people or animals. A greenhouse gas is a gas that contributes to the greenhouse effect by trapping heat above the earth and a greenhouse gas is usually mentioned when one talks about the environmental problems because one of the biggest problems that we have is the greenhouse gas emissions from different industries and even from our cars. Another word that is interesting is environmentalists and they are people whose lifestyle political choices are designed to minimize human impact on the natural environment. You can regard yourself as an environmentalist, for instance, if you are concerned about the environment. Depletion that is followed by extinction is reduction of the number or quantity of something and then extinction is the complete disappearance of species or plants. We can also talk about fossil fuels, and they are natural fuels such as coal or oil formed in the geological past from the remains of living organisms. The greenhouse gases that we have already talked about are closely connected to carbon emissions that then consequently damage the ozone layer. And the ozone layer is the gases in the stratosphere that protect the Earth from the ultraviolet light through absorption of the most of the ultraviolet radiation reaching the Earth from the Sun. And the ozone layer usually suffers from the carbon emissions and the greenhouse gases. 
Another phrasal verb that can be used here is to wipe out and it is a synonym of extinction because to wipe out means to kill in large numbers, to destroy something completely. So for instance, one of the examples might be the business eventually collapsed due to the myxomatosis, which virtually wiped out the rabbit population. In order to fight against the wiping out animals' populations, there are animal rights activists, and they are people who work for social or political change in order to protect animals and make people treat them well. Um, talking about animals, we have more words like to breed, meaning to mate and produce offsprings, or we can talk also about marine life, that is the life in the sea. And those were some of the words that you can use talking about environment. You can also see more words and examples in the theory PDF that you can download from the testtaker.com website. And now we will mention some word formation examples and I'll explain you how you can form verbs or adjectives out of the nouns. For instance, one noun is depletion that is formed out of the verb to deplete that we've already talked about today earlier. Um, another example of this is contamination that was created out of the verb to contaminate or there can be an adjective contaminated for instance and you can see the pattern here we just add some endings such as i-o-n or e-d to create nouns or adjectives from verbs. Same goes with the verb endanger and we have an adjective endangered created out of it and this is the rule that you can easily use on your speaking in order to create and form new words and use them while you are speaking about the same thing so that you don't sound flat when you use many different words that come even from the same root you still make your speech a little bit more vivid and it is more interesting to listen to you Another example can be hazardous, that is an adjective formed from the noun hazard. Or from the verb to threaten, we create the noun threat or even vice versa. I'm not very sure what was created first, the noun or the verb, but they both have the same root. Same goes with sustainability as a noun and sustainable as an adjective. Some collocations, such as ozone layer, toxic waste, endangered species, genetically modified, organic farming, solar power, global warming, or even wildlife conservation, genetic engineering, carbon emissions, land degradation, those are all collocations that you can use talking about the environment. And please, I cannot stress this enough. That's so important to enrich your speech with different collocations and with different examples. Make sure you use various synonyms so that your speech sounds like a speech of a native speaker. Think of yourself when you are speaking in your native language. You don't use same words, do you? You always use synonyms. And that's how you can tell that a person is quite relaxed and they're just accustomed to the language they are talking in. That's it! 
to get more materials about this topic, like collocations, word formation, and useful resources, go to the testtaker.com website. You're also welcome to visit my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash where you will get a ton of free books, practice PDFs, and tips for IELTS. See you in the next episode of World Speaks English podcast. Bye!